Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for the... Wow, that really f- wrapped up in a hurry. That's how they should sing it. Like, It's so funny you brought this up this morning because I have been irritated beyond belief with the NHL playoffs this year for one reason. <laughs> and it's been the start times of the games. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. There's no reason that every single Flames and Oilers game needs to be at 8 o'clock at night. Well, but then 8 o'clock means puck drops about 8.19. That's the even more irritating yes, part. Yeah. Is Yeah, it says 8 o'clock, but they don't start until about 20 after because they have to go through all the national anthems and all. They should knock, first oh, of all. We need to preface this with, God, we love this country. Yes, of course. We do. I I mean, I do. I was born in this country. I yes. was raised in this country. I've only yeah. ever lived in this country. Yeah, neither. I've never lived anywhere else. I would not miss it for one second if they didn't do the national anthems at NHL games. I, does that go back to a time, and I was thinking about this, maybe that's a bygone era, era where there wasn't really, like you went to a hockey game, but there was no in-game entertainment. Like you go to a hockey mm. game now, there is, because we're all, we all need to be entertained at all all the time there's always something going on in the stands during a commercial break during a stoppage in play there's always something going on but was that the entertainment before to hear somebody come out and sing the national anthem i didn't even think of that you're probably right i i wonder if that's what it goes back to and they just haven't gotten rid of it yet like if you get to the stanley cup finals like the absolute finals and you want to do the anthem maybe yeah but for all these like every single night they go through both and it takes forever and you're just like and they have Ugh. they always find the slow singers, the people who just oh say <laughs> can you see hey and they it just goes on forever and ever. But I was like I was jokingly at home, I'll sing it really, really fast and see if how quickly I can finish the anthem. And then my loved ones are be like, Okay, he's doing it again. He's proving how quickly you can sing a national anthem. And it's probably grown old in my household. No, I would keep doing it. Okay, good. I will continue to do that. But again, uh, now let me bookend by this this by saying, I love my country. Yes. I do. And the compromise I would be willing to make would be, if it says game time is at 8 o'clock, the game starts at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Knock out all that stuff beforehand. Yes. And do it just for the people in the audience. Yeah. In person. And then roll in like maybe 30 seconds before they throw that puck down. Yes. Please. Is that so much to ask? Uh, now, is this where we review the anthem singers themselves? Ooh, that might get a little too mean. No, and the guy that sings for the Oilers, I like the guy. Like, he he looks like a cool dude, actually. Have you noticed? Is he an opera singer? What is what is his background? What does he do? He's, I don't know. Does he have, like, a desk job during the day? Maybe, but watch this when he 
holds his hand up with his microphone. His sleeve comes down a bit. He's all sleeved out under there, Bryce. Got them some sick tats. He does. But I always, I get so nervous because he's, during the playoffs, he's doing the thing where he'll sing the first few lines of O Canada and then he'll pull the mic away from his mouth and hope that the crowd steps in and picks up the slack because that's going to be embarrassing when there's just crickets and he has to come back on mic again and finish the song. The people of Edmonton love to say that that was invented here. Oh, no, no. The holding the mic up and letting the crowd yeah. sing. But there's no chance. Like, that has had to have happened somewhere else before. Oh, I would think so. I bet you every city claims that they invented that. It's like when you go to a rock show and let's just use, I don't know, John Bon Jovi as an example. He's singing away, and then all of a sudden he thrusts the mic into the air for the crowd. And they don't, he's got to come back on the mic and pick it up again. That happens, and it's uncomfortable. It is. Yeah. You better be sure. It's like when you ask someone to marry you. Oh, you better yeah. be sure the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly, just two guys watching the world go by. Oh, no, I have a feeling we have the same recommendation. What? No, that can't be true. Uh, it cannot okay. Be true. Is yours a limited TV series? It is. Is it on Netflix? It is. Is it about one of those places where like Homer Simpson works? It is. Oh my God, we have the same recommendation. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you watched that one. I did. Well, I'm two episodes in. I'm three. Oh, well, you you better than me? Or? Not a big deal. I'm a little more informed. <laughs> uh, well, I think you told me about it, so I actually listened to one of your recommendations and I dove in. It's pretty cool. So uh, for our Friday recommendations, I guess we're jumping off the same diving board for yeah. this one. It's the Meltdown Three Mile Island. I think it's only four episodes. And it's on Netflix. Yeah, it just came out a week ago, I believe. And I recently, I, un, I had no clue this was coming out. Like, had you ever heard of it before? I had heard of Three Mile Island. I had knew nothing of the story. Okay. Nothing. So, yeah, it's a nuclear reactor it's in a, Pennsylvania. In the middle of Pennsylvania that had a whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> a big whoopsie-daisy <laughs> one day. And they had to deal with that. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I was just looking for something. I rewatched Chernobyl on HBO. And then you were just looking for what? A palate cleanse? What is the exact opposite of a palate cleanse? Well, it's weird that I watched this Chernobyl. I had no clue this meltdown thing was coming out. Because yeah. it came out... I think last Wednesday. So like within a week of me finishing Chernobyl, this thing came out and it was just weird timing. But, you know, I rewatched that. I, I really enjoyed Chernobyl the first time, rewatched it again. And like, oh, it was even better the second time. I've seen it. I only watched it once. Maybe I should go back. It is horrifying. Yeah. Horrifying. Nuclear power is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. But it's efficient, Bryce. Oh. When it uh, doesn't go horribly wrong. When there's not a whoopsie. Yeah. And so Chernobyl was Chernobyl and it was a, Total disaster, and still is a disaster. Three Mile Island, it, it sounds, if I'm getting the science right, they were one step below the Chernobyl disaster. Yeah, the hydrogen bubble. The hydrogen bubble exploded in Chernobyl. It didn't explode in Three yes, Mile Island. But yeah. they still, it messed things up enough that I don't think they it operates anymore. God, do we sound like scientists? I think I know a little bit. Saying hydrogen bubble made me feel really good. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a technical term for it, but we need to speak in a language that people will understand. <laughs> like, I, I could call it by the technical term, but <laughs> yeah. But Three Mile Island, like, I was, you weren't even born yet. I was on no, this earth already. It was in the, it was before Chernobyl. It was like nine 79. Years, nine years before. 1979. And I do remember hearing about 
Three Mile Island on the news, but I was too young. I didn't really understand what was going on. I was probably old enough that I could have cracked a newspaper and figured it out, but I was going to read a newspaper. Why would I do that? Yeah, because when you think of nuclear disaster, you think of Chernobyl, you don't realize this thing was... Yeah, in North America. In, yeah, Pennsylvania. And isn't it weird, too, because it's ba- it, they built the whole thing um, with old news footage. Like, there is some cutaways to current interviews with people who lived there. But Three Mile Island, like, there was these four towers. Like, think of the nuclear reactor where Homer works, but there's four of them right across from a school. Like, they're, they're right there outside of people's houses. That's your view when you go out the door in the morning, morning to pick up your newspaper and your bottle of milk. You're staring at a nuclear reactor. Yeah. It was right in their neighborhood. And they're so scary to look at. They, they're just, they look ominous. They really do. And uh, the thing about both of them, Chernobyl and Three Mile Island, that like what scared me the most is that it was going south. And I think the people at the very tippy top knew that, ooh, this is not good news. But they yeah. refused to admit it. Yeah. They, well, the whole thing about the evacuation, they didn't want to evacuate people. Yeah, because, because they didn't want to create panic. And the, the thing is, these things are so complicated that everyone else, you just have to take their word for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how a nuclear reactor works. It's so insanely complicated. And then you watch this story and you watch them break down what went wrong, what they did wrong. And how close. And how close it came to being an absolute insane nightmare. It's, it was really interesting to watch. I can't believe we have the same recommendation this week. Mm. I just feel like making something up now. You should go watch Chernobyl again, though. I should. I, I enjoyed that the first time I watched it. It's kind of bleak. But I mean, I can tell you what my recommendation will be next week. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, so I'm are we going to have the same one next week too? Because I know where you're going with it. It just came out today. I haven't seen it yet. What if it's not good? Shorzy, the spinoff from Letterkenny. <laughs> we'll watch and let you know in a week. I mentioned Shorzy briefly on the show this morning on the radio show. And I saw you texting back and forth with somebody about Shorzy. They, is this a spoiler? No. They not. did not realize that Wayne was Shorzy. Yeah, Jared Kiso plays, plays He Wayne. plays both characters. It's not the same character, in but Letter he plays Ken- them both. Yeah, in Letterkenny, he voices them. And then in the later seasons, he he plays him, but you don't see his face. Yeah. And now you see his face, and it's Wayne. That's going to be the hard part to get over. Yeah. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. If you're listening from somewhere besides Edmonton, you might not realize the fascination this city has, the intensity that they play 50-50s. It's the sport here. It's wild. Most places, a 50-50 at a hockey game will be $18,000. Yeah. In Edmonton, an Oilers 50-50 draw will be in the millions. It will go into the millions of dollars. It's I've never seen anything like it. It's wild. Nowhere else is even close. Yeah. And so I think today we just started asking, do you know anyone who's won one of these things? You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This morning, I got not one, but two texts from two different people who told kind of the same story about a mechanic they work with that won, I think it was one of the first Oilers 50-50 draws. And the jackpot was crazy. One person said it was $12 million. The other said, no, it was a way more reasonable $7 million. Either way, it's an outrageous 50-50 win. Yeah. Uh, so it was a mechanic that they work with. And then I had to ask the question that I love to ask. Did he keep his job? And they said, yes, yes, he did. 
And I know that sends you right to the edge, doesn't it? I don't understand it. Really? I don't understand it because you have $7 million. The first time you wake up on a Tuesday and you're like, God, I'm tired. Then you're like, oh, I have $7 million in the bank. I'm just going to stay in bed. Yeah. Like my motivation would fall off a cliff. I don't know. I admire the crap out of people who do that, who win huge amounts of money and they just keep working. I don't know. It just says they love their job. Also, so Bryce, what are you, mid-30s? Mm-hmm. If you won $7 million and you had that money in the bank, none of your friends have $7 million in the bank. They're all going to work every day. Yeah. You're sitting at home alone and you're probably going to develop some bad habits to pass the time. You got to have somewhere to go. You got to have some purpose. My motivation. That's all I can think of. It's not the that you don't want to work or do something. It's just the motivation. The first minus 40 day in January when you're like, I don't feel like going outside in this storm. Yeah. Like, I don't have to. I get it. I get it. But what what are you going to do? Uh, We had the story a few minutes, too, about the guy who... It was when the extra first became a thing on Lotto 649 tickets. This person said, nah, and I don't want to waste the extra dollar on it, but that extra number would have won them half a million. So that'd be a tough one to live with for the rest of your life. And then that's when we just started talking about if you had a time machine and you could only use it once, is that what you would go back and fix? No question. Is it? Yeah, the one time you didn't spend the extra dollar, it cost you half a million. But what if you let the right one get away, Bryce? What if you let the right one, would you use it for that? Or would you go back for the money? Oh, I'm all about the money, baby. Yeah, okay. I swim in the shallow end. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This person right here, they texted, My dad won a million dollars last summer on Lotto Max. He's already complaining about how little a million dollars is, despite being retired and not actually needing the money. Oh, that is such a dad move to complain about only having a million dollars. How to lose friends in a real hurry. Oh my God, yeah. Step one, win a million dollars. Step two, complain Complain. about how that money doesn't get you very much. Uh, Oh, this one. This... This is actually a dream of mine and probably a dream of yours too, Bryce. This is from Sales Guy Mike. I won $25,000 last year at a golf tournament with a hole in one. Ooh. Does that count? Yes, yes, it does count. Not only did you win the money, you won the money based on, you know, talent, talent, skill, and decision. Yeah. And or maybe it was sheer luck. Maybe he blue. caught the breeze. Right. I don't know. I've never come close to hole in one. And what's impressive is like you won 25 grand. Fantastic. But also the bragging rights of getting a hole in one. And when you hit a hole in one in a golf tournament and win money, there's an audience. So there's people are slapping you on the back all day. Oh, the attention. It would be a to- intoxicating. Yeah. The downside is that don't you have to buy everybody in the clubhouse a drink? After Yeah, that 25 grand doesn't go very far. No, you leave the course with $8. <laughs> uh, oh, and he also said it was, uh, in case you're interested, it was hole number six at the quarry, 167 yards. Okay. He's still got the stats in his head. Uh, I, I'd remember that too. I had four coworkers split one of those Oilers 50-50s. They mm. each took home a couple hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's a good day. That's a good one. Except for the people who work in the office that weren't a part of the 50-50. Yeah, everyone at every other table in the lunchroom oh, just gets to sit and watch. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. If I won $7 million, I just, I know I wouldn't, when that alarm goes off at 4 a.m., I'd be like, eh, pass. We're just talking about 
like everybody's just drunk on Oilers 50-50s. And we just started talking about that. Has anyone ever won one of those? How did it change your life? Has anyone won any lottery? I guess maybe that's what we're asking. But somebody did text earlier today and say, yeah, the mechanic they work with won. Uh, they said it was $7 million on the very first Oilers 50-50 draw. Did it get that big? I remember people were losing their minds over it. Maybe it was $7 million total. Yeah, maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. They did get pretty crazy, though. But then I asked the question. I'm like, did the guy keep his job? And they said, oh, yeah, still comes to work every day. And I admire that. Like, that's all well and good on paper. But the first day, you know, you're in the shop and some angry customer comes in and is screaming at you about their new tires. Oh. And then you're like, I have $7 million. I don't need this. Yeah. Hang on. Hi. Hi. You're talking about your $7 million or your million-dollar winner. <laughs> yeah. Are you him? No. Oh. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be phoning you if I was. <laughs> anyway. no, apparently the guy, the mechanic that won $7 million, he didn't quit his job. He still goes to work all the time. Well, okay, now this may be kind of blunt, but you almost need your head examined. If you're going to go to win $7 million, What if he loves work? his job? No, no, it's not about loving your job. It's about your ideolo- ideology in your head, your thinking system. Take your money, run for the hills, go enjoy your life, go to the gym, look after yourself. As far as bad habits, that comes down to the same thing, what goes on in your mind. You're not looking after yourself. You're going to sit there and what? What if, stupid. But huh? what if going and standing at a, a, lay, a metal lathe all day or whatever, what if turning wrenches is his gym? What if turning wrenches is his Europe? I still, I still... Go see the world. Go go volunteer and help people that need help. Go look after. Go do something. You're just all you're doing is going to work every day. You go to work for a purpose. I love my job too. I go to work every day just so I can pay the bills. But if I have seven million, I want obviously I'm gone. I'm going to start looking after me more. I'm going to. I can volunteer. There's all kinds of things in the world you can do besides going to work and laboring basically for wages. Uh, it just. But- uh, I would if I if if I won seven million bucks, I would keep coming here every morning. Oh well, I agree with your other partner that that said he'd be gone. I'd be the same way. Huh. Yeah, there's more to there's more to life than just going to work every day. You you know that you know that there's more to. I don't care how much you love your job. Start your own business if you love it that much, and, and employ other people. Then do something like that. Do something good. Yeah, who needs that kind of stress though of running their own business? And just because you still go to work every day doesn't mean you don't go on you know amazing vacations. You probably go on better vacations. It doesn't mean you you don't volunteer or enjoy your life. I just I can't stand that part where people get vilified if they don't volunteer or do with their life what other people say they should do with their life. I think you're right in that if you won $7 million and then just sat in a room for the rest of your life, you'd go stir crazy. Like you yes. do need something to do. Yeah, you need purpose. I just think that, uh, you know, but kind of like what he's like, I would, first thing I would do, I'd go see the world. I would travel. I'd buy a one-way ticket around the world, you know, and just keep going and going and going. And uh, I just yeah. couldn't imagine the, the motivation is what would stop me. I think that there's a lot of people that can understand, though, that there are people that do enjoy what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and that's maybe the difference here. Yeah. Uh, anyway. And I do. I didn't want to get all fighty. I mean, I got my feelings hurt when you said that you'd ditch me in a heartbeat. Oh, I'd be gone so fast. Yeah. Again, you I have can't to emphasize. circle back and, <laughs> and underline that and highlight it. I can't emphasize enough 
the speed at which I would be peeling out. <laughs> okay. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's always a friend that turned down the extra on a lottery ticket and said, nah, I'm not spending my dollar on the extra. And then the extra won. And now they're haunted by the fact that they left $500,000 on, $500, on the table. Jeez. That was the one story this morning. Five hundred, half a million dollars. If I didn't buy that one thing for a dollar and it cost me half a million, I wouldn't tell a soul. I would take that to my grave because I feel like people would just keep bringing it up and I couldn't relive that pain. Hey, hey Bryce, remember that one time you were too cheap to spend a dollar? And it cost you half a mil? Like, I couldn't have that thrown in my face. I'm too thin-skinned, so I would take that to the grave. Is that like if you had a time machine and you could only use the time machine once because it's a disposable time machine. I know it's hard on the environment, but it's a disposable time machine. Is that what you would go back and correct? The one thing I would alter? Yeah. If that were me, absolutely. You wouldn't go back and say, for instance, I don't know, if the if you let the right one get away, you wouldn't go back and try and correct that. And I'm not saying that you did, but you wouldn't use it for that. No. You wouldn't use it to go back and say, hey, uh, this boat they call the Titanic here, folks, it's going to hit an iceberg, so maybe you don't get on. You wouldn't do that? <laughs> no. I'll go back. I'm all about the money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Disposable time machine. What would you use it for? Go ahead. If I had the time machine, I'd go back to a friend's bachelor party where we went to horse races, and I said, hey, that brown and gray horse over there looks pretty quick. I think I'd put $3 on it. And he was like, ah, nah, that one doesn't have any good odds. It ended up winning, and if I would have put, like, $100 on, which was kind of like the going bet for a horse race, I'd have won, like, 10000 <sighs> yeah, I know nothing about horse racing, but didn't that just happen last week at the Kentucky Derby? It did. 80 to 1 odds won the best. Uh, well, hang on, what? Eight, 80 to 1? Yep. Holy crap. So if you would have put like $100 on that long shot, 80 times 100 is what? 80 grand? Yep. Oh, boy. I wonder yep. if anybody took the long shot at the Derby, at the Kentucky Derby. Oh, hat- had to have had to have there's only like what 10 horses to pick from yeah. guaranteed people put millions of dollars on it and went away with millions <laughs> and, and effectively just put horse racing out of business and now all those high-end thoroughbred horses have you know they've been forced to get jobs down at the glue factory oh boy yeah oh boy or riot control oh yes this is the Garner Andrew show with Bryce Kelly podcast wow just quickly, to the people that keep asking, why does the time machine have to be disposable? Well, because you can only use it once. If you can use a time machine over and over and over again, you don't really have to give all that much thought to what you would go back in time and fix. So that's why it's disposable. One and done. We're going to build them out of uh, recycled material, though. And then you can probably break the time machine down and use it, you know, as the in a playground or something like that. Anyway, this one here, listen to this. This is nuts. I won the lottery when I was in my late 20s. It was four and a half million dollars. I left the ticket in my truck center console that night planning to claim the next morning. I had checked the numbers after midnight when I got off work. Well, that was the night my truck was broken into. I let AGLC know, but without signing the ticket, there was no, there was nothing that they could do. Interestingly, interestingly, the guys down the road from me suddenly started buying really expensive cars, and I knew they all worked at Zellers and regularly missed their rent and utility bills. Anyway, flash forward to today, those same guys 
They all went bankrupt about 12 years ago. Moral of the story, don't leave your lottery ticket in your car and always sign the ticket. Oh, and karma eventually gets her pound of flesh. Man, I know you've probably been asked this a billion, billion times, but when you know you have the winning lottery tickets, why would you leave that in your truck? See, that sounds like victim blaming now. Hmm. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm. Mystery candy. <laughs>